Post podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. Today, I think we're both very excited to be here. <laughs> Myself and my guest. We were just kind of like talking beforehand, but we're just we're just plain excited. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let them like just wait there without being able to giggle and and squeal and and do excited noises. So without further ado, <laughs> please welcome to the mic all around sex worker right here from Toronto, Isla Carlisle. Hello. <laughs> I am so excited. Yeah, we're I'm... just generally pleased to be in each other's virtual presence. Absolutely. I have the biggest <laughs> smile on my face. My body is like full of electricity. I'm so happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> know what? Okay, so yeah, this is our first time like actually talking. And yeah. You know what's so funny? Like sometimes when I book someone that I don't actually know or haven't met yet, sometimes I'm surprised by the energy I get, mm -hmm. um, like looking at their pictures or following their tweet, their tweet, but um, or their Twitter. Pardon me, um, mm -hmm. their feed, <laughs> feed and Twitter. I, I and tweet. I, I amalgamated those and said tweed. Uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I followed your tweed jacket. Your your jacket with patches on the elbows. I follow it. Ooh, it's lovely. Yes. Thank you. But with you, I was like, oh my God, yes. You feel, like talking to you just for a couple minutes pre-recording, you feel like your pictures. Oh, thank you so much. That makes me feel so great. Wow. Yeah, I'm like a really, I'm an easily excitable and very bubbly human being. Um, all the time. I'm very talkative and I move real quick all the time. And I'm glad that uh, that's coming through. It's coming it, through on my pics. It totally <laughs> is. Is that something that's intention was intentional to you to like take pictures that match your vibe, your energy? Absolutely. When nice. I started, yeah, at first when I was doing sex work, like in the beginning, my first few years, I was working with a lot of agencies. So I tried to match the vibe of the people I was working around instead, because I thought that that is what people would prefer. Mm -hmm. But when I did my very first independent photo shoot, I was like, the, I, it was really an opportunity for me to choose what my style aesthetic. was. Yeah, what my aesthetic was. Yeah. And I am, I'm non-binary, but there's a part of me that loves femininity and loves hyper-femininity. And I was like, I want Isla Carlisle to be this cute, bubbly, hyper-feminine part of me that I might not always want to express in my day-to-day -day life. Amazing. And so, yeah. And so I definitely, I definitely want that to come through my pictures that I'm a fun, loving, happy, bubbly, girly little thing. <laughs> 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 I love that. So that's like intentional um, for you, like on both levels, both of mm -hmm. like, okay, my sex worker persona, you know, the the energy vibe is like fun, bubbly, cute, essentially, which is yes. like oh, the word I would use. I'm like, you just look so fucking 
cute. You know what I mean? Thank you. And then on a gender level as well, which I love that, that you said you're kind of expressing this very specific part of yourself that perhaps, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't go around in the world doing. Is that like satisfying for you to be able to express that somewhere in your life? Absolutely. I love it so much. It feels artistic and creative (gasps) and comfortable. Like it's so comfortable for me to put like do my hair up and do my makeup and make myself smell and look really, really pretty and like to want to worry about like my nails and my this and my that and do I look good and am I smiling enough? You know, like am I happy? Am I pretty? Am I nice? Like I like to have those concerns. Maybe not all the time. Yeah. But it's so good to have a space where I can do that and where it's so well received and where people love it. I love being, I love that the humans that I get to interact with enjoy that part of me in the same way that I enjoy having that part of me inside of my vessel, you know? Yeah, I think that that's like the important part that you're mentioning, like maybe not all the time and like maybe Mm -hmm. I don't want to express myself this way all the time, but in this Mm -hmm. very intentional little package that I'm creating, you know, um, in my sex work there, it feels comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because I feel like like mostly our listener, my listenership, I feel like is we can talk more of on on a 102 level about a lot of topics. But mm-hmm. I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, about your non-binary orientation that you can still present in a feminine way if you, you know, if you so choose. And that can still be yeah. very satisfying and lovely for you. And it doesn't feel like you're misgendering yourself or like that you're not relating to what you're putting out there when you're being kind of feminine exactly yeah it it allows me to like I as someone who's non-binary there was definitely a point in time in my life where I veered away from femininity in a really intense way sure and that makes absolute sense it's a very valid thing and nowadays as a sex worker I see that it brings me joy to perform femininity sometimes and that it brings other people joy. And I'm very much so like a people pleaser human being. I want other people to feel joy because of me. And so being a hyper femme non-binary sex worker brings me joy and it brings other people joy. And I get to perform femininity in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel... um, Like an obligation? Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't feel like an obligation or like a chore or anything like that. It just feels like a fun way to be this version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And and also not to say for people listening that are kind of new to, I don't know, they're hearing about non-binary folks, um, (laughs) that that's not necessarily true for all non-binary people. But um, I love to hear that that's true for you. That's that that to me like just shows me that you've you know you've been for a, through a journey a gender journey on this um, absolutely where at first you were saying kind of that you you're shying away from like all things feminine perhaps at one point and then came mm-hmm. around to be like oh no non-binary people can be feminine too and yes. I, and I and that is me <laughs> that that is me yep yes yeah, so this is she <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly she meaning in in your yes Isla. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because I think um, I think even cis women feel pressure to perform hyper femininity mm-hmm. within sex work. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like myself as a cis woman, I for sure kind of battle with that. Like I realize that that is more marketable. And when people are looking for a quote femdom, that is what they are looking for. Like a hyper right. femme. You know what I mean? I do indeed. Yes, I'm sure you do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Sometimes in work I offer like dom services. Nice. But a lot of the time I try to let people know like, hey, I'm non-binary and I understand that I am small. I look like small girl and that is what that is what you enjoy. But instead of using these terms, I like these like I try to still use non-binary terms in those spaces. So I totally understand how you would feel like you have to perform femininity. Can I make a highway? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can I ask you, is that emotionally laborious for you um, to have to, for instance, like correct pronouns and whatnot with clients who may not be reading the bio? Because a lot of them don't read the info info in the bio. You know what I mean? They just message. So, yeah, we all know they're not (laughs) reading those bios where you have your pronouns. So exactly. Does that feel laborious for you to have to correct on a, on what I can imagine to be a pretty consistent basis. Um, no, not with not as a sex worker. It doesn't like in my as a model because I do like civvy modeling as well at this point in my life. In those spaces, it can be laborious to have to continuously correct people. Yeah. But as a sex worker, like when it comes to people I'm camming with or making content with or seeing in person, it doesn't feel, it doesn't really take anything out of me to say, yeah, you know, I'm non-binary and this is how I prefer to be referred to, especially because I know that Isla Carlisle is a gorgeous, adorable girl. And that that is how I absolutely identified that part of myself when I started working. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at this point in my career, all of my, my my golden group of humans that I love to see consistently... And they know who they are, and they will probably listen to this podcast because they listen to everyone that I'm on. <laughs> I love that you said golden group. That's that's yeah. so cute. Uh, like yeah. My golden group. That's very you too. I feel like <laughs> this is like shiny. You know? Yes, absolutely. They are. They are a wonderful group of human beings. They've all been great with it. Every single one of them. Every time I've been like, oh yeah, you know, I'm non-binary, and this is how I'm identifying in my private life, and blah blah blah. They've always been like, oh my gosh, have I been misgendering you this whole time? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, that's not your fault at all, sir. Actually, you've done everything that you could possibly do to be a respectful human being. Oh, um, yeah, everyone has been really cool with it. One of my one of the humans in my golden group actually got me a gift the other day from this shop that specifies like non-binary clothing like they tried to veer away from using gendered terms yeah and he got me two shirts from there and a mask and he was like I know that this is kind of late but I saw that you liked this store so I got you these two shirts and I was like wow this means so much to me thank you it was so kind oh yeah yeah. that nuance of being like I noticed you liked this company even just that I'm like oh that's that's something rather than just giving like a gift you know putting, putting a bit more thought into it than that that'll get you in the golden group 
Exactly. Know? That's what gets you in the golden group. That's the behavior that gets you into the golden group. There you have it. Yeah. What are some other behaviors that might get one into your golden group? I'm very talkative. I talk so much. Mm-hmm. And I love people who want to talk to me when they come to see me. Like, I have humans in the golden group who will come and book me for like an hour or two hours and will spend the first hour just having great conversations or doing tarot readings together or like reading books or listening to music that we like. Yeah. Behavior like that gets you into the golden group. You know, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you, I feel like being interested in a full experience with me where yes. we are connecting beyond just a physical thing that's that those are the kind of encounters that would put you in the golden group i love that you said that like and it's almost like seeing this interaction like you kind of said see, seeing this interaction as a whole experience i think that mm-hmm. was closest to what you said but yes like, uh, like coming with that is like seeing me as a whole person and wanting to enjoy and connect with me as mm-hmm. a whole person that has all these different interests and loves to talk and loves to you know what I mean like yeah I think that kind of for me what I get from you saying that is like that contributes to really just seeing me and that will get you to me I'm like that'll get me jazzed to session with you a second time yes. if you're like not just looking at getting this one thing out of me or not just looking to experience this one thing that only serves you you know what I mean Mm. that just shows me that you're like you have that kind of sight um to be able to kind of pull back and be like oh this is a person that I'm gonna get to know today you know even if it's a one-off and and let's let's um enjoy this uh, like thinking like that rather than it's like just about sex or just about kink or whatever you think service you provide you know and I don't want it to seem like having that like having that goal when you're having a session with me is not what would get you into the golden group or not good behavior you know (laughs) right because I think that that's still like really good and a wholesome experience but it's more so the idea of creating an experience that I enjoy with the people that are in my golden group, you know, mm-hmm. it's like make because there are definitely times when it is just like feral, raw, like yeah. be- not not raw. That is a bad term. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, so- yeah, not raw in that way. No, Get your feral, <laughs> exactly, feral, <laughs> raw attraction. That is yes, what I, that is the term is. I want to use. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I I love that you I love that you said that that you corrected me on that actually because this is very much um, something I see in uh, media like say m- say mainstream media mm-hmm. with um, you know c- concerning sex workers anytime they um, are you know an interview or a doc or whatever I feel like the focus very much is in well it's not just all about sex we also talk and sometimes the session is just talking and kind of putting the focus on that stuff mm-hmm. which to us is is um, you know nothing revolutionary but to somebody who's not a sex worker to read that they might read it and being like oh well it's not all bad you know Mm -hmm. what I mean insinuating Mm -hmm. that the sex part is bad exactly and it's not (laughs) yeah and it's not all bad we also talk and we also get to know each other so I feel like it's important like I I I don't know why people are drawn to me to interview me and shit but that's always something that I'm like um you have to realize that like 
the, the, the sex part isn't bad or untoward or, you know, gonna damn exactly. me to hell or, or <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that the sex part can be, I think that how you, like you, the client, yeah. how you view that interaction is what makes it a be- like beautiful and fun and exciting. You know, if you just want to have a like amazing sex with someone, that's totally valid and can become a beautiful experience. If when you're looking at it, you're like, this is how I want to feel. This is what I want to do. This is how I want you to see me and how I want you to t- touch me, you know? And I always try to get that, like to ask those questions with people oh, because... That. Yeah, because even if you just want to, even if you just want to come see me and hang out, right, and maybe you don't want to have like a super sexual interaction, Mm -hmm. I still want to know what you want to feel, you know, like, how do you want to feel during this? How do you want to feel after this? What what are you trying to get out of it? Yeah, what's your intention with this appointment or session or scene? Yeah for yourself because that's what I'm here for I'm here to be I'm I want to be here for you and I want to make this experience beautiful for you because that's how it's beautiful for me and so yeah and I I understand what you say when you say the media a lot of the time tries to make it seem like by doing things apart from sex sex work is beautiful (laughs) and not a bad experience but it's like no the sex part is fucking fantastic too exactly we were just mentioning that we also do other stuff it is not putting down the sex part because that's that like let's be honest that's probably that's the majority of the work we do of whatever it is like that kink doing the kink not just hanging out is the majority of the work i do so exactly exactly it's just how it might be interpreted by the main the the vanilla or you know non civvy reader Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I love how you said this because like uh, before a kink scene, I think it's pretty like listeners will not be surprised to be like, we negotiate before we do a kink scene. We ask questions like about your physical safety and emotional safety before we jump into a scene. But people may not realize that you as a provider that say like if you're not doing kink work that day, um, Mm that you're doing other sexual type of work that you also might ask these questions. I love to hear that you kind of do a little, a little negotiation like I do. I, yes, yes, I do. I, I, especially for like BDSM or kink or fetish services, which I definitely offer because it's been my bread and butter my in as my entire adult life um (laughs) i I absolutely (laughs) do i knew i knew you would understand (laughs) (laughs) i offer consultations and when i if i have a session with somebody i ask to call them which on tour has been deemed kind of strange some people are like why do you want to call me but i'm like i want to talk to you and ask you these questions like what do you want to feel during our session? Are yep. there things you're uncomfortable with? What have you want? What have you, what do you want to try today? Maybe yeah. you know, like I want to offer the time to like get to know what this person's where they are already in their sexual experience and where they're trying to go, so that yep. I can help them get there. I see myself as a guide a lot of times. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, and I think that's okay. I think that's a beautiful thing teaching people or not teaching people but showing people through their like sexual growth and helping them experience things in a safe environment where 
they can be themselves and they can ask for what they want and they feel like they have control over what's happening in a sexual space, I feel like that's beautiful and that that is how sexual experiences should be. Even if it's vanilla or if it's like super kinky, I feel like that's how your sexual experiences should be. So I want to offer that. Yeah, it's like holding up a mirror for them. You know what I mean? Like you're not teaching them, like you said, like you corrected Mm -hmm. yourself. It's like you are... It's like you're holding up a mirror so that they can learn about themselves. Yes, you know You're helping them on their journey. It's their journey. They have to do the work. They have to make Mm -hmm. the connections. They have to learn. But you're just like kind of showing them the way. (laughs) Yeah, you're providing them a safe environment to learn about themselves. That's so true. You're just welcomed into a place where you, into a, a, I said space, into a place (laughs) slash space (laughs) where you can meet yourself. You can be introduced to yourself. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's a really good practice. I think just to like this idea of negotiation, whether it's vanilla sex or whether it's a super, some super duper kinky scene you're providing, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good practice to kind of pass on to clients who don't have a lot of experience to be like, okay, these are some of the, the questions that you could be asking to get a more, you know, whatever, whatever word they're looking for in the scene, a more in-depth scene, a more nuanced scene, a more right. satisfying scene. Like, it's okay to ask these questions and yeah. find out this information beforehand. It's going to help you have more intense connections, for instance. Can you tell me some of the other questions that you might ask people before launching into either the scene or or the sex portion of the appointment yeah I whenever like in person or like when I'm on the phone with them Ooh, either or okay so if I'm Tell doing me about your process <laughs> yeah <laughs> so typically when humans book with me I get like a text or an email first and it's typically very vague it's like hi my name is I'd like to see you on and I always ask people, apart, like before I ask, like, how do you want to feel and what do you want to do? I try to ask them, like, have you seen a provider before? Mm, I always That's a good one. Yeah, because I don't know if this is someone's first time messaging a provider or if they are, like, a hobbyist or what their situation is. So I want to... I ask that question so that I can gauge what their experience has been with sex positivity and sex work in general. That's important. Can you explain for the listeners just what you mean when you say hobbyist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hobbyist is someone who is very well versed in seeing sex workers like he they this human had likes to see sex workers has done it for a couple of years maybe has a couple of favorites knows where he like where they would like to go or doesn't like to go something like that just someone who is experienced in seeing a sex worker yeah i call a hobbyist cool cool i love how you put a really neutral definition on that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah. yeah because hobbyist i feel like it can be a slam you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I definitely don't mean it in a poor term, in a poor way at all. I mean it as someone who enjoys seeing sex workers and does it regularly. (laughs) Yes, and that's not, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that actually is, is great. Like, that's great information to have. 
like for the context of your own scene, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like it just eliminates so many other questions. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you know that they've done this sort of thing before. Yeah. Mm. Not, maybe not with you, but, but just out in the world. Exactly. I like to know that it makes, it does, it provides me comfort, but it also lets the other person know that I am interested in what they like to do and what they've done you know like I try to make sure that the questions that I'm asking people are not just invasive immediate I need all your information questions yeah I love that you have to pay attention to the tone of this conversation too Mm -hmm. because it's part of it it's all part of 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 the whole thing that you're the whole experience as you said before that you're providing I want people to feel comfortable with me and like they know me, you know, and I want to be disarming and I want this person to feel like they're just talking to a homie that they think is really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I also use like, especially in in in-person sessions, like what I do for my negotiation, I don't get, I don't like talk to them on the phone beforehand. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't have any interaction with them at all before the session. Like if I'm booked at ritual chamber, then somebody else is doing the booking and interacting with them beforehand. I get a forum and then I show up, I'm seeing and hearing from them for the very first time. So I sit down with them and spend like at the very least 10 minutes, you know, depending on how long they've booked for or how long they want to just chat with me, sit and chat with me. Um, But I also use that time to just help them relax, acclimate to the space, feel like they're getting to know me. Like I'm, I'm out of role. I'm, I'm warm and I'm being lovely with them and trying to just like connect with them as well. Like I use it for a lot of different things, not only to get information, but I think, yeah, as you mentioned, it's very important to like, be doing all this other stuff I must agree I must <laughs> I must agree <laughs> so it's interesting that you said people um who's surprised by this other providers that you're with or surprised that you have a like we'll have a phone call with a client beforehand the gents that I have been seeing on my tour uh-huh. people who haven't seen me before are typically very shocked that I want to call them <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have to honestly that is the first time I'm also hearing of it so I love to you know I love to know that this is a way you can do it this is another way you can do it yeah I like I whenever I call someone my first words are hey I'm sorry I know that this might be a little strange I'm old-fashioned because I am <laughs> I texting it my thumbs just don't move fast enough I have very small hands and my phone phones just keep getting bigger so (laughs) texting is a little hard for me and my brain moves fast it moves really quick and I want to ask these things engage what people's responses are in real time because that's what it's going to be like Mm -hmm. when we're in the space together and we're having this time you know it's not like I get to sit there and calculate what my thought is going to be and then send it to you in a message. You know, I, I have to be in your space and in, in your energy. Yeah. So I want to know what that's going to be like so that I am at my best and you feel comfortable. Yeah. I think there's another portion of this that we're maybe not mentioning. It's also mm-hmm. a good screening tool to be like, cool. So hop on the phone with me. Absolutely. If yeah. you want to double check that someone's yeah. phone number is like their phone number, you can call them. <laughs> and if they don't pick up to talk to you, 
they might not, not confirm their their date with you. They might not show up. Yeah. If they don't want to go on the phone and talk to you and you're not sure that this is another human being that you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I do it. That's also another reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I always say that. I definitely like to mention that to people. I'm like, yeah, I I require a phone call the day before or a phone consultation for this kind of session because like Obviously, we're having a great time texting each other. It's hot. It's fun. It's sexy. Yep. But w- this could also go much faster. You know, like yep. we could have this confirmed in 10 minutes, my love. And yes. you can hear my voice, which can also be very sexy. Like mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. it just brings another level of fun to the encounter for me anyways. And for the Golden Group, they've they've also very much so liked it. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like also yeah. This mentioning of like the regulars, the Golda Group. It's like yeah. people who think about this in the same way that you do, but people that are like mm-hmm. that see all the validity of what you're doing and vibe with that. They're like, yeah, yes. a phone call makes the most sense. It's succinct. It still works in the ways of like how negotiation can be flirty and fun and sexy. Yeah, um, it's it's about getting to know each other as a person. So it does that, like it serves mm-hmm. this purpose, you know what I mean? So people that would be like, yeah, a phone call. I like that. There's a, probably a pretty good chance of that, if that's their reaction, that they're going to maybe get in the golden group if they keep, yeah. if they keep doing stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's just like the humans in the golden group or the people that I like to see regularly and that like to see me regularly are typically people who view sexual experiences in the same way and that are turned on by all of the little things that lead up to the huge, powerful sexual time that we're going to have together, as Mm -hmm. well as the great things that come afterwards. Like, those are the humans that I vibe super well with. And that's how I want to describe my golden group more than anything. They're the people that I vibe super well with, and we have a lot in common in the way that we go about our sexual experiences so they can appreciate the way in which I offer these things in this space and I can Mm -hmm. appreciate their freedom and their honesty in those spaces. And I think it's important to kind of point out that like this is a very nuanced kind of definition Mm -hmm. you know of of like how people could become a regular of mine you know what I mean and that this definition is different from provider to provider and that you know you you may have a great time with a provider um but you know you may still not regularly be booking with them like and become in this like the inner sanctum essentially (laughs) um you know for just just other reasons that are very specific from provider to provider Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like and that's okay to like have um you know book a sex worker have an experience and to you know have get some great things out of it but maybe not connect on this other level Mm -hmm. that specifically maybe the provider needs out of the experience right I definitely I definitely see the experiences that I have with people I gauge them based off of what I think they have gotten out of it 
Mm-hmm. You know? People pleaser kind of thing. 100%. Like even when yeah. I provide dom services, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I know what you would like for me to do here, but I'm just letting you know in advance that I am much more of a service top than anything else. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so again the I think yeah. I think that makes sense kind of to kind of drift into service top territory in in this customer service that we do yeah you know what I mean like we are providing a service Mm -hmm. so it's very easy to be like okay these are the things you want to explore today let's do the thing and Mm. to kind of like have the intention of the scene be I want this person to have a great scene with me today I often can do that too and and I think that happens more often with like people that I maybe see as a one-off it's like okay I'm doing this scene for you that's very much where my like mind is at Mm -hmm. I can understand that and I agree I relate (laughs) yeah (laughs) one 100 can relate 100 out of 10 (laughs) 10 out of 10 can relate let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. So your kink stuff. Okay, I I can I pick your brain about your kink stuff? Absolutely. What kinds of things do you like to do? Like what are your top kinks you like to provide? Um I love I like to provide role play and cosplay. Ah, I love role play. It's it's the best, the bread and butter of my life, honestly. Yes. <laughs> um impact play from like entry level impact play to intermediate impact play depending on who the person is it all it all comes down to the consultation that we have and references and things like that but i am very open and i've been doing impact for years so i offer quite a bit of that i'm trying to gauge which one i want to put on top of the sure. other here but either rope or anal play like rope and anal those are the two that i would put together for my third <laughs> like my top three <laughs> Amazing. And what one are you probably most typically booked for out of these? Anal and role play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Me too. Yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. I get booked for like strap on play pegging very often. Uh, yep. And then, and then role play, which is, <laughs> which I'm in. Yep. Can I ask you what, what types of role play you like the most? Uh, so I, as a 
cosplayer. I really like role plays for characters that I like I already know really well, like anime characters. Like who? I, um, I'm not I may not know who they are, but maybe listeners will. Okay, so <laughs> specifically I, I've looted Kim Possible, but University Kim Possible. So <laughs> I've done lewd University Kim Possible. Diva from Overwatch, which is a video game. Um I did like I did a university version of a character from Dangan Rampa. I just am blanking on her name now. And right. not important. No, not important, but university Dangan Rampa character. <laughs> that is so specific. It is. They're very they're very specific role plays that I've done. <laughs> So I love this. So, okay, since, like, these are kind of, like, these are very specific role plays, <laughs> is this something that you're, like, you would present as, like, your portfolio? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, you would be, like, yeah? Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's, I plaster it all over my Twitter and my Instagram. I'm, like, here are my great role plays and cosplays. This is what I do, and this is what I know very well. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Because for me in role play, like, I do the archetypes, you know, mm. and they just kind of play with those. So they're very vague in general and custom catered to like whatever scene that we want to do together. Right. Uh, so like stuff like teacher, student and patient doctor, right. you know, those types of or like a caregiver, little role play mm-hmm. um, or captor victim, like stuff like that. Oh, that's real good. But it's never like, I don't cosplay, I guess, is, is the difference. I don't get so specific as to actually choose a character. Yeah, I like to choose. I like, I like to have like a specific character so that I have specific mannerisms and like words and lines to use. Like I've, I've done Catwoman before and I spent like three hours going through every different Catwoman movie to like decide which Catwoman I wanted to be and which lines I was going to use. And which Catwoman were you? I think I chose Halle Berry. Yes. Yeah, I think I chose Halle Berry Catwoman. One of the best. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I chose Halle Berry because my hair was still really short at that time. Sure, yeah, because yeah. how you look, because in cosplay, it's like the look is part of it, is a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You want to have something that's like, that you can relate to very heavily. But I've, yes. I've definitely also done a lot of like, archetype role plays especially secretaries i am uh, secretary and librarian are my two consistent vibes i feel like sexy librarian sexy goth librarian has been my vibe in my personal life forever and i love to translate that whenever someone's like oh we can do a librarian role play i'm like mm, is she sure. is she a goth she is she is indeed <laughs> she's gothy yeah. absolutely and it's always definitely one of my favorites because I'm a bookworm and I love books not like in my private life which I, mm-hmm. I you can tell from my Twitter because I always take pictures in studios with like libraries and bookshelves but yeah I, I love to do the librarian archetype that's my favorite definitely one of my favorites librarian and secretary yep librarian yeah. and secretary secretary boss yeah I, I usually end up playing see I love doing a role play where because um, I'm I'm like my professional practice is I'm always in the dominant role. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be the boss in that scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone would book me and they would be the secretary. Exactly. Um, or something like that. But I also am a fan of role plays uh, where I am still the dominant person, mm-hmm. but I am the secretary and the person booking is the boss and mm-hmm. I'm the dominant secretary. Yeah. I'm the dominant employee taking advantage of the boss in some way. Indeed. You know what I mean? Like kind of 
flipping the that power dynamic yep. around. I definitely most of my role plays I am the submissive one for sure. Most of the cool, ones cool. that I get booked for I am booked as the submissive person instead of the dominant one. I would love to be a secretary. A dominant secretary is not one I've done professionally. Ooh. I love that idea. It's good. <laughs> it would be good. Maybe, maybe I'm blackmailing the boss or something, mm-hmm. you know, and I have like power over, I have some dirt on them because I make all their appointments. I book all their appointments with sex workers. <gasps> oh, that would be oh, smart. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of a real good one. Oh yeah, that, that is really, really good. <laughs> and that's nuanced in a way that like you have a lot of information knowing you know what I mean? Like I I do my own admin for booking, you know, so I like know what that looks like. So I could use a lot of that like real real life information in the scene Absol- in a scene like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. That'd be so amazing. And then the other layer on top of that is so if you actually had prep, like to know that that was the scene you were doing beforehand, you could bring in props like printouts of like receipts, you know what I mean? Of like phone conversations, you could fake, like you could make fake phone conversations (laughs) in Photoshop and then print them out and bring them to the scene to surprise him with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I want to like, I'm just going to, just going to put these in my back pocket. Yeah. (laughs) get a pen Uh, (laughs) I love it it. some of my favorite role plays involve the sub doing stuff like that Mm -hmm. like I've had them bring if it's um they're interviewing for a position you know what I mean and it turns out that she's just like a dominatrix essentially and like it's a it's a submissive for her dungeon position but they came in kind of not knowing that like they would actually print out a resume a resume and bring it Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Like, they, they would take the time to do exactly that, where they're making a prop. Like, yeah. one was actually a fan of my podcast, actually. And the role play was that I was interviewing them and as, as myself. Mm-hmm. And they had written this really kind of misogynistic book that I was interviewing them for. Okay. So I'm interviewing them and this information is coming out that it's like actually super shady. And then I kind of beat the misogyny out of him at the end. Like it's an impact play scene. Ooh. But what he did, yeah, which is a really interesting nuanced role play. Yeah. But what he did though is the extra added layer was that he printed out like a table of contents oh. <laughs> of, this book, of this phantom book that he just wrote, this made up ghost book. He, he made a table of contents so that I could ask him and drill him about each chapter and stuff like that. I was like, oh, bra fucking vo. Like, this is absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. Come and prepared, prepared. Seriously. Oh, I like, it. I like to see that enthusiasm. Exactly. I like to know that the person is like, this is what I've already thought of for our experience. This is what, we're, this is what I'm interested in going with. Like that at the same time as like letting me completely improvise and just play yeah, is like the perfect balance, I think. Like they have these really cool ideas they want to contribute, but they're still remaining. They're not giving me a script, for instance, yeah. where I'm constrained. They're also just letting me do the same thing and add my own creative the choices into it as well. So, yep, I can yes. understand that. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Are you a fan? Like, if someone presents you with a script, how do you feel? 
I don't mind. I, yeah, no, I don't mind it. It's, I think, again, because I cosplay, I don't mind having a script to go off of. Like, mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. I, it makes it easier for me to, like, immediately throw myself into it. But mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I was a theater kid back in the day. <gasps> so I do love some improv. I like, I also <laughs> like to know, like, this is what I'm interested in, but you could do what you'd like. Like you can do these things up to this level and you can make those decisions for me. I really like having um, encounters and experiences like that too. Yeah, having a script is is okay with me. <laughs> I don't yeah, mind it. Yeah, for me, I'm like, oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> You're like, no, not this. <laughs> I, I will not, not this, not on this day. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I can take bullet points I'll take bullet points let's put it that way okay yeah from this script I'm like I'll take a couple lines so if I do get a script I'll take a couple lines that I like Mm -hmm. that make me feel like I'm in the character or the intention of whatever the scene is but I am not word for wording this script sir yeah that's very fair (laughs) no Like sometimes like over the pandemic, I'll, I'll maybe do it a little bit going forward. But over the pandemic, a lot of my income was like custom videos, right? Mm-hmm. So the person would be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a video about this kind of this kind of cool, weird kind of idea, you know, and I'm like, oh, OK, here are my rates. I, I'm, I'm interested in that. I could do that. And then they sent back a novel oh. and I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm like, I, I regret everything. I <laughs> yeah. Sometimes for my consultations, like if people want to do something very kinky or role play or a specific scene, then I will send them like a little novel play by play of what the scene could look like beforehand. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I do. I do do that sometimes. Like sometimes I am the one who gives them the play by play, the script. And I'm like, here's what we could do and what this could look like. Obviously, you can say and do whatever you whatever you'd like within our boundaries. But this is a very nice way that we could go about this so that they have a general idea but that's like as that's for me as the provider i do that (laughs) no and that makes perfect sense right like i'm the one that does this all the time i'm the one with loads of you know not to say a client couldn't have lots of cosplay or role play experience Mm -hmm. but like like that makes sense especially if you're playing in the submissive role a lot of the time to present them with like these are the ideas that i would feel safe and comfortable and happy with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know this kind of a premise this kind of a narrative this kind of a loose story and then we can play within it within our boundaries yeah 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 that makes total sense let's move on actually let's move on from role play and Mm -hmm. let me ask you like what are some of your favorite moments in appointments or in sessions like what really makes you just like ecstatic I really love when the first like when someone first comes into the space Mm -hmm. we if we sit there and we catch up first thing like if it's someone that I've met for the first time they're like oh hi it's so great to meet you this is my name this is who I am this is what I like to do you know I I feel so it's like charging me up like the little energizer bunny you know (laughs) I I so much I love to hear people talk Hmm. I love to hear people talk to me and so that always makes me really really happy and the moments right after 
the climax in our session because I laugh a lot. I am a very giggly <gasps> Me person. Too. Oh my god, are yeah. we twins? Like <laughs> we might be. <laughs> we we just might, be. might be. Should we do a duo together? I'm down. <laughs> also, I'm in. Also down. <laughs> but sorry, you're but saying I'm, you're giggly, giggly, laughing. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm so giggly. So like right after we like the climax of our situation, yes. I am always the first to like giggle yes. and be like, "Great job, team! What a we fucking what did a it. wonderful run that was! That was a good one." Yeah, and I always like I and typically it's a good one because the humans that I, I have been really lucky and I'm very privileged that the clients in whom I've seen and interacted with have mostly all been fucking fantastic yeah, amazing. so i always have the opportunity i most of the time have the opportunity yeah especially these days i always have the opportunity to be like that was a good one we haven't <laughs> we haven't done something like that in a in a while that was fancy that was fancy it's a lot i get to have a lot of fun and so there there is that the moments afterwards where we're like congratulating each other yes. and we're like i really like this i really like that we should do that again i've never done anything like that yeah. that moment where after physically our physical high is gone yes yeah, and yeah. we're just riding our emotions at that point i love those moments Oh, that's so nice because that to me in my, like what I do, that's like the aftercare moment, right? Of mm -hmm. like, just being like, okay, what were, like, what were your favorite parts? Like, I really love seeing this look on your face when I was yeah. doing that, like, and that made me think this or just having a more nuanced kind of, just kind of breaking down the scene a little bit and pulling mm -hmm. out moments and, you know, like maybe it partially for with the intention of like okay our next scene yeah let's expand more on this thing that we did for the first exactly. time let's do more of that let's see what that's about you know yeah and i yeah. also think that having that moment afterwards to like like doing the thing very hot talking about doing the thing extra hot. hot yeah you know it's talking like about how we did the thing like yeah after talking about us doing the thing yeah it, both exactly. before both after both after all of that it like and I think talking about it after really solidifies the memory and the moment that you've had and it yeah. gives you the chance to be like yeah I did like that it did feel good I I want to do that again yeah. and then after you leave you're still like, wow, I did that really hot thing. Yeah. And I have also confirmed that, that we can do that really that hot, hot thing, thing again. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It puts a stamp on it, kind of. like Exactly. You do the thing, and then, yeah, the immediate, like, catch-up of talking about it. Yeah, you're so right. Like, say <laughs> if you just left after the scene or the appointment without really saying too much then maybe some of those memories would go but that's like oh that's that's even clever marketing like to make <laughs> sure that they remember the best moments <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to i don't want to show my hand yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but that's really smart <laughs> <laughs> yes it, it you know really fun fact i learned i definitely do that because of my sister mm -hmm. we were because like i my sister isn't my blood sister blah 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 you can cut this out um that part anyway but yeah my sister when she was dating people would always spray her perfume on <gasps> letters and on notes for them 
So she would give them this note that smells like her perfume, and then they'd just have it around their home or around their room or whatever. And they'd always be like, damn, you know, it smells oh, like yeah. smells like you. And I'm now going to message you and talk to you because I have this reminder of you. And so I like to offer a little bit of romantic permanence yes, to my clients. To but I totally scene. learned it from my sister. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, olfactory is very... Isn't that like the sense that that brings up memories the most? Exactly. I totally feel that. Like I have, I usually when I leave a partner, I ask for a shirt that they wore or something like that. Like that, that's usually a thing that I do in my personal life. Um, And, and even like something I do, uh, which is funny, I, I, as a service task, I like to do sewing stuff for like my partners. Mm-hmm. So like I had a, a partner who she needed um, like some pants hemmed. So uh, when I left her, I took her pants with me. And then <laughs> and then after unintentionally that happened, I was like, oh, my God, these pants smell like you. It's making me so happy. Oh, I definitely do that a lot as well with my partners at home in my private life. Yeah. I always like ask them for their clothing or recently because I live with two of my partners now I will go into their room and, and their like shit. yeah I just, yeah, like... I just smell their clothes <laughs> or the I take laundry. their or I just take their <laughs> pillow out of their room and I'm like you're not home right now you're this not using it <laughs> yeah and I just cuddle up with it on the couch and I'm like this works it smells exactly like you yeah <laughs> I do the thing as well where like when my husband is not sleeping here I sleep on his side of the bed so oh. uh, so I can like smell his side of the bed <laughs> yeah yes that makes that makes total sense to me <laughs> but I could thinking back yeah I could just swap our pillows yeah <laughs> That's that's what I do. I just go in there and steal their pillows, oh, and then funny. before I know everyone's supposed to be home, I put them back. Oh, yeah, but that's so brilliant to like, <laughs> um, like spray. What I thought you were gonna say was like they spray something before they leave the space. Oh. They spray something in the space with their perfume, and then like the person maybe finds it later. Like, oh my god, oh this shirt smells like you. Yeah, oh I try, I definitely try not to do that because I like try to be really nice and discreet for my clients so uh, I don't wear personal course. perfumes or anything. Of course, and of course, of course. for my first two years, I, this is really silly and nobody else has to ever do this. I was being very extra <laughs> and I have since stopped because I realized that I was being maybe a little too extra, but I handmade body lotion that smelled like coke, that not coconut, chocolate and lemon. So that like all the people that I saw would have this smell that was really unique to me that they would remember, but also some like it was a body lotion so it wouldn't get stuck to their bodies when they left or anything. And if they did smell like anything, it could easily be passed off as hand soap because of the lemon. There you go. Oh, that is extra. (laughs) <laughs> that's it like was that, so considerate like two of all almost <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a lot I after my first like two years of working I was like no more of this this is it, you don't have to make another batch it's okay <laughs> you hand made it oh my god talk yep. about that's like your phone call to the nth degree of yeah. how of how like overly considerate you are <laughs> It's uh, it's full yeah. GFE over here. It is oh, it, full GFE. Is. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that, though. Like, the thought of... Something that this makes me think of 
just that extra consideration is like, you know, sometimes like during the pandemic, especially I would like sell articles of clothing sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're willing to like really pay the premium for it. And like something that some doms do or some just providers do is like, I own a cat. I just want to make sure that you're not allergic to cats in any way before I sell you my socks, for instance, or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like that extra thought is, can be really meaningful and impactful. Mm -hmm. I must agree. (laughs) I must. (laughs) I must agree. The council agrees. (laughs) So, okay, we are, we are getting there. We are wrapping it up. And I like to just kind of ask a very general kind of question at the end that's just like if you wanted to set the record straight on anything about you know about sex work or something like that just some sort of final thought to maybe that's related to you your your sex work persona or the work that you do absolutely yeah I think that one thing I want to say is as a sex worker I personally am so much more intrigued and focused on what my client experience is going to be like, yeah. you know? And because I put a lot of effort and energy in my personal life to have boundaries and know what it is I will not do, I use a lot of language sometimes that kind of makes it seem like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that isn't always the case with providers. And although I am like a super open, super, yeah, you can do whatever. We can do this. We can do that. That isn't always, that is not the status quo. Yes. And I sometimes give off this energy of like just being super careless and doing all the things and whatever. But yeah, I want it to be known that that isn't like my careless and... Maybe not careless. I feel like I feel like <laughs> it can be perceived as careless, but what yeah. I'm learning, especially from talking to you for the last hour, it's all very intentional and thoughtful. Yeah, that's what I want to say, is that although it may seem like I am just aloof and having fun and being ridiculous, yes, yeah. there is, it is absolutely an environment that I am building so that you can have freedom, both sexually and romantically. And so, yeah, there is, there's a method to the madness. That's what I would like there to say, like to say, is that there's a method to my madness. I do a lot of silly, weird things and it's very quirky, but there is a method to it. And it is so that people feel like they're having an experience with someone that they've known. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like both of us kind of have a persona that is kind of smiley and, you know, and, and cute you know, mm-hmm. and that people can misunderstand that like, oh, they can take advantage of people that are like that. It's like, no, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Just because I'm smiley, friendly, warm when you walk in the door, it doesn't mean that I have like very, fir- a very firm idea of like what this is and how I exactly. will participate in it. Yep. Exactly. There yes. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> So Isla, okay, tell us where we can find and follow you and book you, baby. Okie dokie. So you can follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter, which is, my Instagram handle is cuddleslut with two U's in the slut. Slut. Yes, cuddleslut. <laughs> and my two Twitter accounts are cuddleslut <laughs> and 
itty bitty Isla. What is the way you prefer people to book you? Yes, for booking, you can either text me directly, which I like, or you can send me an email, which I am also very fond of. Um, all that information is in my bio on Twitter or in my Twitter posts all the time. Lovely. So for yep. me, everyone, you should know by now, at Twitter, I'm at TheLadyPim1. I'm the most active there. But if you must follow me on Instagram, I'm at TheLadyPim1 and at the Bedpost Podcast. Uh, Patreon for the podcast is The Bedpost Show. The YouTube for the podcast is The Bedpost Sex Show. If you want to email me about podcast shit, it's the bedpost sex show at gmail.com. If you want to email me about pro dom stuff, it's ladypimaprotonmail.com. Or you can go to my booking link, which, like Isla, it is in the bios of all my pro dom social media accounts. Mm-hmm. I never want to uh, end the podcast without talking about the lady that does all the original music for my podcast. It is Stephanie Copeland, and you can find her at stephcopelandmusic.com. One last enormous thank you to Isla Carlisle. <laughs> thank you. This has been so lovely and joyful. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast and like giving me space to talk and be my little silly self. (laughs) I love that you mentioned you're like, I just like to talk and I like to listen to people talk. I'm like, perfect. It's a podcast. That's what we're going to be doing today. (laughs) My bread and butter of life. Right. So thank you to you, Isla, again. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Get fucked by. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.